Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do this week. Uh, And today I am joined by, surprise, surprise, David Fox. Hey there. And surprise, surprise, Gary Winnick. Hello. So, it's been a long time since we did a podcast. It's like over a month, right? Uh, feels like that. Uh, I mean, how long are you gone? You've been gone a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I've been gone a couple of weeks, and we hadn't done a podcast. I, I suppose I could just look at the dates on the files. Here, let me... I th- yeah, I think you were trying to get the build done, so it was kind of like, you know, that took precedence. So the last podcast we did was on December 18th. So we haven't done any podcast since last year. Yeah, I know. I know. That's crazy. Well, here we are. Yeah, I guess we were making a game or something. We should also do, since it's been a long time, uh, we should probably do one of those like Friday question ones too next. Maybe uh, that'll okay. be our next podcast is a Friday question one. Been making a game that everybody should buy at least 10 copies of. At least 10. If everyone doesn't buy 10 copies, then it's it's pretty much going to be a failure. So yeah, there you go. We need everyone to buy 10 copies. I already bought 10 copies. I will buy 10 copies when <laughs> enough people have bought 10 copies so that I have enough money to buy 10, buy 10 copies. So what has everyone been working on over the past, God, almost two months? It's been uh, two months of Tudor Podcast, so what have they been working on for two months? Ooh, too much. Okay, so we, we, we just freeform this. So Yeah. Uh, I think pretty much finishing up everything we needed to firstly to get the build done that you would have the press uh, build. Right. And and so that included kind of pretty much wrapping everything up. Um, Certainly on my part, I was finishing up all the language uh, localization for the background art. And then I've started working on um, some of the Kickstarter rewards, mainly uh, been working a little bit with Jen trying to put together the art book so i've been working on that and i'll probably be working on that for the foreseeable future because it's like writing a whole book hence the title hence book in the title so um yeah so what else is that is that all you've been doing seems Um, like there's a lot more stuff huh it seems like there's been a lot more stuff yeah i mean i did i did all the icons for the achievements so worked on the achievement stuff um the translation stuff took a bunch of time actually yeah, that was a lot of work. There was a lot of art that, that got translated. And we didn't end up translating nearly all the art, right? I mean, yeah. was, this was just a subset of the art, and it's still quite a bit. So what was the trickiest piece of translation art you did? The trickiest piece? Yeah. Probably all of the German stuff, because it's all like ten times as long as the English stuff. Remember, as I say, talking to Boris about the fact that, you know, I had... Uh, a little sign that says maps and it's like four characters long and then i get the, the sign in german and it's landcart and it's like 10 characters long and she said i just leave it maps you know what i mean whatever but no just a whole bunch of stuff like that and then the other thing that was kind of a, an issue honestly and this is in the art that i had to do by hand not the art that was like some of it was just typed text so that pretty much translated over but an awful lot of the art i had to do by hand and and mark was first of all it's dealing with both mark's crazy stuff if you know what i mean because mark has no shame Whoa, when it comes you mean to... you mean mark and crazy in the same sentence yeah he he has no no issue with putting like 15 different like you know f- you know little shading lighting things next to one another right over a sign and then you know having i had to match that and then the other thing was is that in english we don't use you know 
any kind of accents or anything like that, whereas most of the other languages do use them. And so trying to fit those in, in spaces where we had basically one pixel to deal with, I just kind of, you know, put a dot there. So overall, I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I've seen some of it in the game. I haven't played through the whole game in the other languages yet. I need to do that. So you, you figure you could just figure out what to do in the other languages because you just know enough about what's going on. You just go, oh, that this is what's happening, and just kind of move forward in a different language that you don't understand? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we know the game well enough to do that. The other thing is, you, you know, you can hot swap the languages. So, you know, if, if, when we're playtesting in, you know, French, and we don't understand something, and just, you know, Flip Just it back to English yeah. quickly and see what you know. See what the yeah. dialogue is. I might try playing it in a different language. Actually, one of the things I've been doing, as well as just sort of playing through the game, we can you can learn uh, you can learn German that way. Oh boy, I could learn how to like write it like Tarzan, not speak it. If you know, just learn how to write German, but not be able to understand how to speak it. But yeah, that might be fun. So, David, what were you working on over the past two months? Well, I think that the thing that stands out the most, besides random bug fixes. It was probably doing ransoms beeps. Oh, that was a big that job. That was a big job. And I did you learn any new swear words? <laughs> I, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now go around the house swearing? Is <laughs> Annie like David? Go around beeping all the time. <laughs> um, we should get one of those little things you press made that has ransom swearing on uh, it. Oh, little... ransoms like like beep box. Yeah, one of those little <laughs> things you carry around so like you can like click the button and it'll do a, a ransom swear phrase. <laughs> or those birthday, that's, those, that's good those merchandise. Birthday cards. You, know, you open them up and there's... Oh, and then ransom. They curse at you. Yeah. Have a nice fucking birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw you. So that was... I mean, I think there, there were about 600 lines that had beeps or needed beeps. And some of them had... There were a few that had like six or seven beeps in the same line. It was really going. I was reading this thing on the internet a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about movies, and they were talking about some movie that just came out that had 37 swear words in it, <laughs> and they were talking about that was just a huge number of swear words for a movie. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, you have nothing on Thimbleweed Park. Well, I think we should do a like a you know, like a, a reel of just maybe 50 or 60 swear words for ransom. Just just chained back to yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> So that so ransom beeps um, learned a lot about um, editing and got really good got really fast after a while and so that was that was a, a what, what do you use to edit all your stuff? Well, for that I used Audacity, which is just a free over the counter you know shareware or freeware <laughs> over the counter over the counter it's a free yeah you don't need a prescription right. for it like you do other sound <laughs> editors um, but it has um, a bookmark feature where you can um, select the text and then it, it bookmarks it and then I can test it first with silence to make sure that I got the entire word and then undo that and then put the beep in that place. And um, if I have to go back and adjust later, the book it's already bookmarked. So I have the file saved. I can make an adjustment. Oh, that's nice. So, so if we had to go back and change the volume or the frequency of each beep, that would wouldn't take anywhere as long as the first time, but hopefully we won't have to do that. Right. And uh, other than that, I mean, there 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 are some you know the bugs here and there, mostly pretty minor ones. A lot of um, places where when it was just text, um, it was okay. You saw the text on the screen and you got got to read it, but the way the game was coded, it might have 
when it was dialogue, it cut the dialogue off part way, so you didn't get the full dialogue line. Oh yeah, is, I've seen I've seen a couple of those. I guess they were just timing, right? Yeah, we were waiting we were, for somebody to walk somewhere yeah. before the next line, and it just timed out fine. Was text, but not in dialogue. Yeah, it might have been like wait for a second, or wait for two seconds, or wait for the person. So we just had had to wait for for them to stop talking. And the, there might be a couple more that we didn't catch, um, but I think we got most of those. And I think yeah, you know, my my um, I'm probably getting maybe at the most one or two bugs a day. So um, I'm probably working on less than half time at this point. Yeah, I think we've set a an absolute lock date for the game code uh, for Monday, the 20th. So that's kind of the date where no changes will be made to the game code unless it's just a massive game-breaking bug. If it's, if it's just like an aesthetic issue or maybe it's a small little bug, you know, we'll just put it on the list to fix on a on a RAV, but we need to get a lockdown version, you know, that can sit and test for a week or two with like no bugs. And so I think I think we just need to set that lockdown date for the twentieth. Well at least for my bugs, I'm I'm pretty much done. So um I I don't have any that are like, oh I, I don't have time to fix that. Unless there's something new that's coming up. Yeah, I don't know anything. There certainly are a, a crop of new bugs because of the languages, because all the translations are in the game right now. And I've noticed that in some of the journals that the um, the translated text is too big. You know, it, it wraps off the page just because it's too long, and we, you know, we can't add multiple pages to those, so I'm not really sure what to do about that. Just go with a smaller point size or something? It doesn't work like no, that? No, no, I can't really do that, though. So I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to make the graphics of the journals just a little bit bigger or whether I'm going to go back to the translators and go, you know, make these make these lines smaller. There are a few English lines where where it was already tight. Yeah. So I can imagine. Yeah, it was very it was, tight. You know, it was way too big. I would say I would say try to see if we can get get it um, more shorthand and and a briefer version of the same hint. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably the best solution to that. So that that's like most of the bugs that are coming in now are just weird little translation stuff. And I and I just got it so you can you know hot flip between the translations in the game through the UI and that's created a couple of bugs that I'm trying to fix right now. That kind of does weird things like when you switch translations and there's a dialogue like dialogue options up on the screen. If you flip it to German, the dialogue options don't change to German until you until a new batch of options show up on the screen. So it's just little stuff like that that I need to go through and fix so it you know instantly changes the dialogue on the screen little little you know little things like that but i think most of this most of the bugs at this point are just little translation things and a lot of odds and ends but you know come monday we're just going to stop fixing the odds and ends what do you decide about the arcade um i uh, i think what we what i'm going to what i think we should do is lock the door to the arcade so you can't even go inside and then when we do the patch we'll We'll just open the door and then the arcade machines are playable. Because I've watched too many playtesters think that, that it's a puzzle, especially since the token Tron actually emits a token. So I think I think we'll just lock the door. Do we have a, is, is there a sign that says open right now? It's a lit up like neon sign that Mark did, but we can, uh, I think it you know goes on and off. Maybe so we just, just keep... leave that sign off. 
and unlock the door. Okay, I'll create a bug for you for that. Do you want to talk? Do you, do you want to talk at all about your experience in Europe with all the people playing the you know playing the game and what what you thought when you watched them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, def- definitely go into that. So we did, you know, part of the, part of the beginning of the big PR push for it. We put together what we call the press preview build, and that was maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours of the game. Kind of cuts off at a major a major puzzle and. So we built a special version for the press to start to get, um, you know, preview coverage. And so we sent that off. We sent we sent off about 80 copies of that to people to play. And we're starting to see some of that press coverage hit right now, which is really exciting to see, um, to see that stuff. But then we did a little European press tour, which is really a German and UK press tour. Went through and just talked to... God, I don't know, probably 40 different outlets, I would imagine, maybe 30 or so. And it was a kind of combination of us going around to their offices and, um, you know, just basically we'd go into their office and we'd, you know, plug in the computer to a monitor and then just sit there and, and chat for an hour or so. And sometimes they wanted to play, so they would they would play the game and we chat. Sometimes they wanted to be able to take notes, and in which case, you know, either Jen or I played the game, and they just took notes, and then we chatted, did interviews, and then we'd pack up all our stuff and head to the next one. And we did maybe three or four of those, and then we'd jump on a train and go to some other city. So it was just, it was nonstop demoing the game continually. And then in the UK, we kind of rented a little space, and then a lot of the press in London uh, came to us, and then we just, you know, would do that same thing. We'd we'd spend an hour, an hour and a half with them, and demo the game, and talk to them, and 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 that kind of stuff. And so that was that was good. It's fun, but it's it's grueling. You know, after you've demoed the game for the you know fifth time, the tenth time that day. You know, your demos, you you seem to be on, like, automatic as you're demoing the game, but it's good fun. So um, are you getting a sense of how people are feeling about this? I mean, certainly everything I looked at was looked pretty positive from this side, but it's sort of hard to tell since you were there in person. How did you feel about, I mean, aside from getting probably numb, how did you feel about all of it? You know, it's hard to say sometimes when you're demoing to the press because sometimes, you know, they're, they're, they're very they can be sometimes very guarded right because they don't want to be kind of openly enthusiastic or openly disgusted you know by what they're looking at so they're you know they're kind of like very matter factual about stuff so often when you're demoing you don't have a good sense about whether you know it's really resonating or not it's not really until the articles come out and then other times you know people are genuinely excited by what they're seeing, maybe disgusted. Although we didn't really get that, I think most people were were really excited by what by what they saw. I think the big thing that really kind of made me happy about stuff was, you know, is this whole notion that we've talked about since almost the beginning of the project. Is you know we wanted to build a game how you remember those old games, you know, and not exactly how they were, and that you know comes from a lot of the technical things we're doing like lighting and parallaxing and you know also the some of the game design decisions we've made and it was it was very pleasing to to see that I think we accomplished that you know the feedback that I got from people and not just from the press but also from the people that came to the parties 
you know, just the fans and people on the blog. I, I think I think that whole thing is really coming through, and and um, you know, I, I think we really accomplished that, and I think that's a, a really nice thing. Well, from the reviews I've read, it seems like they definitely get that. They they weren't just yeah. kind of re- repeating what you said, but they had it in their own words and like you know, without all the the nasty bits and things like that. Right. Um, so that that's really nice. Yeah, I think the only negative thing I read, which was I I was sort of laughing at it because. Sophie was reading it to me last night is on the Facebook point and click adventure games forum. There was this whole thing with some guy, I think he got on there as sort of, it almost feels like a joke, but I'm not sure, but he was going on and on about how we were lying that the game would never ship. It would ship probably at least in a year and that Ron Gilbert was a puppet (laughs) and we were just dying reading that. So I don't know if it was real or not. And everybody was like screaming at the guy and getting mad. And he, he kept going, no, I don't believe any of this. These wow. guys are liars. So it was pretty funny. It would really be nice if the game didn't ship for a year, because <laughs> then we could relax a little bit. Yeah, but we'll all lose our houses and stuff. Well, there is that, but think how relaxed we'll be. <laughs> think how relaxed we'll be when they're repossessing everything we own. And I also I saw some pretty large crowds at some of the events that you did. Yeah, the the Munich one was about 80 people. The Berlin one, I think, was 250, and the London one was a little over 200 people came to So that. how did everyone get to test? They couldn't play the game, I guess, if that many people. No, we had, in Munich, we had three stations set up. We had a, a, a large, big screen on a projector that we, that we were doing, and then we had two smaller monitors that people could play the game on. And so, yeah, so, I mean, most people didn't get a chance to play the game, but because, you know, in in all three venues, we had a large projector that was showing the game that you really got to, you know, watch the game, you know, being being played. So even if you weren't actually, you know, pulling the mouse, um, you got to see it. So I think I think that worked pretty well. I didn't hear any complaints from people that said, you know, oh, I didn't I wanted to play, but I didn't get a chance to play. So I, I think I think it worked out okay, but you know I you know it's, it's hard to say sometimes. I guess I'm a little I'm always a little bit pessimistic about everything, so it's it's you know it's hard to say. But I I think I think people really enjoyed the game. You know I I heard a lot of good comments, and I heard several times at all three events. You know people saying that it was so much better than they thought it was going to be. You know that the just watching a video on YouTube or seeing the screenshots just does not do justice to the game. But actually seeing it and playing it, that it was that it was really good. We're still planning to release on the seventeenth of something. Yeah, on the seventeenth of something. We might slip to the eighteenth of something, <laughs> but but that's the latest that we would <laughs> potentially slip. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I you know the release date's kind of interesting because I'd love to announce the release date, but I'm just I'm just really leery about doing that because there are some unknowns. Um, with the, with the Microsoft stuff and having to go through cert, you know that that could, you know, potentially get bogged down. And I really hate to give a date and then miss that date. So, I I realize people are very frustrated that we haven't announced a release date yet. But all I can say is when we announce a release date, I I really want us to be able to hit that date. Then and you can cut this out later. Um, once we do the release date. Um, 
we're going to have a three-month exclusive with Xbox, and then it is going to be released on the PS4. That's in the works. Can we say that or not? No. Well, we have yes, we have a three-month exclusive with Xbox. We have every intention of um, shipping on the PS4, but we have no signed agreement with Sony at this point. So it's certainly possible that Sony could say, whoa, no, no, no point-and-click adventures on our platform and, you know, scuttle the whole thing. But barring some bizarre event like that, um, it'll be on PlayStation. Okay, and then you're not going to say anything about the Nintendo Switch, are you? Yeah, I don't know where that whole rumor got started. That's just really bizarre. Because I I think what it was was I think I did an interview with somebody and and somebody said... um, you know, are you going to come to the Switch? And I, I kind of gave this response I usually do for any of that kind of stuff, which was, yeah, we'd love to be on that platform, which is true. I mean, I can't imagine any platform we wouldn't want to be on. And that was somehow turned it turned into we had a deal. I mean, I've had no conversations with, with Nintendo at all, other than I shook the hand of one of the guys at Nintendo at PAX. That was it. But yeah, we would love to be on the Switch, but We've had no conversations and have no concrete plans to be on the Switch. Well, those guys should, you know, call you and at least buy 10 copies. Yeah, well, if it's a Nintendo, I want them to buy 10,000 copies. <laughs> well, they just sold the Mariners. I mean, Nintendo used to own a huge chunk of the Seattle Mariners, and they just sold it, so they certainly have the cash to buy 10,000 copies <laughs> at Thumbleweed Park. <laughs> so what else? It, it just feels like... It's been two months. It feels like we should have so much to talk well, about. Well, yeah, but you're already at 24 minutes worth of recording, and usually, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, we're usually like 18 to 20 minutes. Yeah, so let's let's see what else could we talk about. I can talk. I can talk about the crappy weather here. Um, <laughs> Ron, do you have any say what I'm, you've been working on? Yeah, in terms of code, other than the demo stuff. Oh, in terms of code. Yeah, it just, um, well, I mean, the the whole press tours and getting all the press builds and getting all the builds done has been, has been the majority of my focus over the last few weeks. But yeah, coding-wise, wow, that's a really good question. What have I been working on? See, that's the problem. My mind just, everything just blurs together and I can't really remember. Well, it seems to me, when I look at what you're doing, it's just like you're nonstop fixing every little thing that needs to be fixed before you lock it. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of, a lot of little bugs getting all the translation stuff finalized so the translations can go in yeah, the game it's probably and translations and there's a lot of stuff with with the with the voice and getting all the files yeah. together and, and dealing with with the recording company you know the recording studios and yeah coordinating that was a was a lot of work we're still we're still getting some stuff you know, that we sent back to the studio and getting it processed again. And so there's a, it a little bit of that work. And then we got that weird bug with the audio where sometimes people just speak at like half volume and it comes through like the left or right speaker. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that bug is. It's a feature. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually concerned that it's a it's a bug in you know, deep down inside the mixer code, which we don't have any control of. But I mean, it happens so seldomly that it's it's the kind of thing that if we don't find it, we'll go ahead and ship with it. But I would love to find out what that bug is. But I don't think it's us. I've done enough research into it that I think it's actually a problem with, this, with the sound mixer. So I think you might have said this earlier, but I'm not sure. Do you see, foresee any, like, you know, big cans of worms still hanging around that you need to, like, you know, you're going to go and I, I hate to 
look at this, but I'm going to have to, and it's going to take me some period of time just because it's one complicated thing that's been, you know, sort of put off or anything like that, or pretty much have all that under control? Um, yeah, I think the big thing that I was going to start today is just getting all of the Steam achievements and Steam cloud saves and all that stuff, because we have done zero programming on the Steam stuff. You know, we've gotten all the Xbox stuff all working, but in terms of Steam immigration, we've done nothing. So everything I've read about it and everybody I've talked to, they just say it's super easy to do. So I'm hoping that it's kind of all done within a couple of days and then all that stuff is fine. But that's kind of a big unknown. It's mostly just, I think, um, having code ID codes for the for the achievements and then you have to fill out fill in a um template on their site. Yeah, but there's API integration. Like I have to integrate their SDK library into the code and then I have to make all the you know, all the calls. So I again I don't think it's gonna be that hard. Everything I've heard it's it's pretty easy to do. Cloud saves I haven't really read about how those work on Steam whether that's just kind of an automatic thing or whether I have to do something special with it. So that, I mean, that's the only reason it kind of worries me is just because I don't know. There's just a bunch of questions that I have to, that I have to answer. But that's about not, that. that doesn't hold up the Xbox cert stuff. No, no, it doesn't. So it can be done in parallel. Yeah. It can, yeah. That, yeah. All that can be done in parallel. So is there anything that we have to do for Xbox before we can release to them? There are just a couple of small bugs that Malcolm's working on for it, but I don't think there's anything major. And then um, we should be able to submit to cert, you know, probably within the next... Well, we certainly won't submit until we go to game lock code. So I would say maybe in the next two weeks, we could maybe submit to cert and see how that goes. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at my bug list, trying to see if there's anything that is really scary. I think the Steam integration is really the only thing that uh, worries me at all, just because it's an unknown. So, looking back at this, Ron, are you feeling that everything has kind of worked out fairly well? Yeah, I think things worked out fairly well. You know, I it's like I, I'd rather we were like two months ahead of where we are right now. I, I feel like you know the recording and then also the press tour, you know, just kind of put up. You know, that was just a, a big chunk of time that things couldn't happen. So. I wish we were two months ahead of where we were. You know, if we were in December right now, I would feel a lot better. I don't feel I don't feel bad. It's like I mean, there's no panic involved in anything. It's just being out a couple of months earlier would have been nice. Yeah, the panic happened two months ago. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, actually, the panic was going on up until yeah, about... it's like nonstop panic. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about GDC? There's an event. Oh yeah, we're gonna be what is what's it called? The mix event? Yeah, it's on Monday night. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the the mix event. It's not open to the public, unfortunately. I know it's a press event. Yeah, it's press, and I think you may be able to get in if you're going to GDC in general, but it's not open to the public. We thought about doing more of a public event, like a you know one of the parties we did in Europe, or you know some kind of a GDC party, but it was just too kind of expensive and booking anything around San Francisco at the time of GDC is just incredibly difficult so we decided not to do it I'm starting to feel like that's about it for today yeah no I think it is you you said we're going to do Friday questions next time or something 
Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do that. Maybe the podcast we do at the beginning of March, we'll do the Friday questions one. Does that sound fine? Sure. Yeah. So what's what's worrying you guys? What what scares you, David? What scares me? Oh, yeah. Other than Trump, I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, I could talk about talk Trump about on that. the podcast. Ron's already got in enough trouble. Political free podcast. <laughs> um, I, not not too much. I mean, I I feel like um. I I was I had some concerns that people would um hate the game. Yeah, we're we're just not get it. And when when I'm so close to when we're so close to a project, I think the worst thing it's really hard to see whether people really think it's funny. I mean, jokes that I thought were funny originally aren't funny to me anymore. So I I wonder whether they are to other people and and just hearing and reading and seeing what the reactions are makes me feel much better about that. So um, I I don't think I have anything I'm worried about at this point in relation to the game, other other than other than Microsoft not finding something that we don't know about that might be a thing. Oh, the search stuff. Yeah. yeah. Gary, anything scary? Yeah. Well, nothing about the game is is scaring me right now. The only thing that I'm I'm going to use the word I'm not even scared. I'm concerned about is some of the Kickstarter stuff, like the rewards and the ancillary stuff, like the packaging and the key art and things, which are still sort of floating around in the ether. If you know what I mean, we have to sort of wrangle all that back in. Back in once again, all that stuff is fairly manageable and understandable but just there's just a lot of it and we haven't done a number of those things because we're sort of behind where we should be on some of these things so right. that's about the only thing i have a concern about right now i'm not too concerned about the game i'm just concerned about wanting to make sure we have all of our ducks in a row to deliver everything we need to deliver yeah i would, I would agree with that okay i guess that's it then yeah. okay all right so um, nice to have a podcast again <laughs> So I was going to say, Ron, I don't think there's anything we need to catch up on beyond this. I mean, you have things, a lot of things to keep you busy, and I'm just going to work on this book, and I'll talk to Jen. Okay, well, talk to you guys later. Hey, bye-bye. Bye. Hospital hijinks. Doctor, I love you. My darling.